Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. If your draws, that's it. It's finished. That's the real quiz. Three weeks into the transfer window and we are here to discuss Celtic's activity or lack of. That's this week's episode of 20 Minute Tims. Now with 20 Minute Tims, we are trying something new from now until the end of the season. We are working with a fantastic charity called the Kano Foundation. There'll be a link in the bio if you want to check them out. And what we are doing for the Kano Foundation is all the money that we make from YouTube, whether that's through ads or people that pay to watch without ads, we are donating to the Kano Foundation so they can take kids for free to Celtic Games. We think it's a fantastic cause and we are very pleased to be supporting them and by watching this video, you're supporting them too. Now, if you want to support us, if you like what we do and want extra content, you can get it on patreon.com slash 20 minute tims. But just by watching, subscribing, commenting and helping the algorithm, you're supporting the Kano Foundation too. So you can check them out with a link in the bio. Stephen, Melly. Yes. We are back with yeah. the flagship podcast. Now I've got to admit, couple of weeks off Celtic have had some downtime so we've not been back in the studio and I thought by the time this rolls around we will have a couple of juicy players oh, to talk about three or four bits of genuine quality yeah. to go straight into the first team we'll have shipped out 10 by now as well we'll have trimmed that squad right down to a nice 23-24 players easily so so on the scale of <laughs> a absolute bed wetter which is here <laughs> to relax we signed Jota on deadline day where are you, where are you on this uh, I th- well I'm um, I'm okay just now. I'm fairly relaxed about it. I think it's. I don't think there's any getting away from the fact that it's slightly underwhelming to get to this point and we've slightly. only got one player in and one player who we've had a game and he hasn't been involved. I think things would be slightly different if hypothetically we didn't have a game against Bucky Thistle. Let's say we had a game against, I don't know, Hearts or something like that. The last team he beat us at Celtic Park. Let's say we had a, a much tougher cup game and mm. then we were coming into maybe tougher league games after. I think there would be a lot of tension rising out there with the lack of signing so far but I think the Celtic are in a, a decent position just now in that the January break has happened now and there was a game to ease us all back in we didn't need new signings for that just yet so that was basically an extra week to do your business because that's the, it's not a surprise it's not like we turn up and we find out our opponents on the day well how good would that mm. be though well, that would, would be better uh, that would be, be Royal Rumble style <laughs> you just turn up and then someone's yeah. music hits by yeah. god it's Bucky Thistle Celtic are already <laughs> on the pitch <laughs> my god <laughs> Lauren Shanklin <laughs> swaggers out and it was oh my god man <laughs> but <laughs> no, so everyone knew it was going to be Bucky Thistle so it does give you that little bit of extra preparation all due respect and all that everyone knew they were going to beat Bucky Thistle so there is that extra week or so to, to get the business done before the more 
pressing, more meaningful games begin. But as we, as we sit here in, what, the 22nd of January, the window slams shut in about eight or nine days, mm. depending on whether you when you watch or listen to this. It's no, it's no mind blowing, but I'm fairly relaxed about it so far. <laughs> I want to hear let's more about. Check, let's check back in next Monday. I, I want to first of all, can you not say something controversial for the algorithm? Second of all, I want to hear more about this Royal Rumble idea you've <laughs> yeah. got. You know, the Undertaker's music hits out, walks Rangers. Melly, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how are you feeling on a? We signed Jota on deadline day to absolute bedwetter. What uh, if you've got any? Royal Rumble themed ideas you want to throw in <laughs> not quite yet it'd be good to do that for like the 10 and 6s wouldn't it yeah. so you don't know what team you're going to get but I think the the transfer window just underwhelming as usual that whole right let's stumble along to January we'll bring in mm. the quality then three weeks into January and you're, <laughs> uh, it was never coming was it so it just seems like right lads that's the 1st of September we'll see you around the 1st of January and we'll kick this back off because mm. if, if Celtic were so hell-bent on getting to January and sorting all the problems of the summer, surely we'd have seen a bit more a bit more now, wouldn't we? Well, I think so. I mean, we've brought in Kuhn, who we, we obviously will talk about, but the manager sort of said he wants three or four bits of quality. Rumours have been about that Celtic are after a winger, they want a left-back and they want a striker. And I think a few people have suggested that the goalkeeping area is one we need to address personally. As much as people got a problem with Joe Hart, one, I don't think it's a priority position. It's, nah. we, we probably will strengthen if someone, you know, undeniable becomes available and we can get them, but I don't think it's a priority position. But I'm quite interested in this Beck story. Um, completely forgotten his first name as we sit Owen, here recording Owen, the yeah. podcast. Um, that was a strange one, wasn't it, Melly? Because he's impressed us at yeah. Dundee on loan. We really liked him. He did a great job against us as well. Um, the story sort of was bumbling along for most of the window and then the Scott Burns of the Daily Record reported yesterday or during Sunday in the Bucky Thistle game that he was available for loan and then very quickly he was available to buy and then before the day's out he's played a game for Liverpool and it scuppers the whole the whole idea <laughs> of a transfer. Uh, it was disappointing, wasn't it? We were recording that the match and I, I had a check just before we started recording. He's no came on yet, he's on the bench, it was still it was still in the balance and then I said, Right, he's no came on yet, so hopefully he doesn't. After we finish it, looking, he's came on for seven minutes. And like, there's so many ways you can look at it. We're Celtic too late in doing it. Do love, did Liverpool need the player? Whatever it is, but it seems like there was genuine interest from Celtic in this guy. We, we were linked with uh, Arojo, the Portuguese left yeah. back. Mm -hmm. uh, Brendan Rodgers apparently vetoed that. And maybe we're thinking that it's uh, Beck that's coming in in favour of him. And then we can't get him. So are we back to square one now? We, how far along the line are we with these things? Uh, I'm not sure. It's again, it's a difficult one to see because I can see it from all sides. Celtic were trying to get their man. Did they do enough? Or Liverpool maybe going like that? Yeah, we need this guy right now because we have no left back. So mm. whatever you want to do doesn't really matter, does it? Because they need a player. Whatever Celtic pay for, uh, Beck is going to be a drop in the ocean for Liverpool. What's more important for them is the three yeah. points that they, they got at the weekend. So did Celtic dilly-dally? Did Liverpool want to keep the guy? End of the day, Celtic have lost another target. So who's next? I think one thing's for sure, Stephen, that all these positions are critical. It's not a case of particularly the left-back. It's not a case of we can probably do until summer without one. We need a left-back in. We've basically got one at the club. That's, yeah. that's why I think the goalkeeper is, is critical because we needed one in the summer there. We haven't addressed it. Joe Hart, while he's been great and all that, I don't see him making saves. Do you think it was weird that he never trusted Scott Bain or... Well, Seagrass is completely out of the picture, but 
Against Bucky Thistle, if you can't even play your second string goalkeeper at that point. Okay, I don't know. I think it's one of those games. It's the first game back. We've already had, what, two or three weeks off. If we leave a player out in this game, then they go into the Ross County game. They're nearly a month out playing a game of mm. football. That The Bucky Thistle game is essentially a friendly in the lead up to the game. And what, does Scott Bain or Seagrees deserve to play? I don't think so, like we were talking about yesterday. Is there MD that didn't start or was on the bench yesterday that you're thinking definitely want to see them or they deserve a shot no there's no mm. we've seen all these guys all from up to January they've not been good enough but I still think if Celtic are going to stumble through at the end of the season with uh, Joe Hart then it could cost us the trouble that comes along with waiting for so long to get your targets in now it, I suppose it follows on from we all knew and Brendan Rodgers has been talking about getting quality <clears> into this team for months now yeah. so we basically knew in August that we're going to need to make signings in January so why <laughs> why weren't they why in still I, I don't know. <laughs> and we, not only have, do we need signings we need to fix the problems that were created by that disastrous transfer window in the first place so we need we need to correct problems we need to get Lagerbelka out now after <laughs> well yeah there's signing. a section here on the outs right <laughs> yeah, okay so the, the trouble with that is is that the closer you get to the slamming shut of the window the more it looks like you've just done it again, haven't mm. you? You've just sort of winged it through throughout January. And the Owen Beck thing, I mean, I've, I've no idea how close that ever was or how much of a, an interest there was. And for clarity, for, for anyone who hasn't uh, followed it too closely, what that means now is that he has played for the two teams mm. inside the same season. And therefore, even if he wanted to, even if Celtic wanted to send him, he cannot play for anyone else now, if that wasn't clear when we were talking about it. So it, it seems a, a strange one. If it, if it wasn't him, then it just doesn't seem like anyone else has been linked. I think it was when Luke Thomas yeah. was spoken of, Leicester. Again, you would probably be dealing with quite a lot of money there. So maybe that's why it takes longer to deal with in, in January. If the, if the player's a little bit more high profile, maybe that's it's a case of ironing out more things for higher profile signings. But it just feels like that Celtic are sort of doing that thing again. Well, that's it. Well, rushing towards the end of the window. And even if it's not the case, even if it is just a case where we're working on things in the background, if you're signing players on the 29th, the 30th and the 31st, it leaves yourselves open to be accused of being like panic signings yet it's, again. It's not even the, the accusation that worries me so much. Look, I know people will be listening to the podcast going, look, the proof is in the pudding. There's plenty of time left and the transfers will come in. I think, I suppose, my, my worry is that I kind of feel like I've seen this movie before. We were giving ourselves all this sort of pep talk before about players will come in and... The one, they don't arrive, and two, the ones that do arrive aren't quite good enough. Now, there's a bit of debate to be had about Nicholas Kuhn, and we'll talk about him. But I just, for me, these players are absolutely critical. I don't want to gamble on this league. We can't afford to gamble the league. We can bet your bottom dollar at the Rangers are probably going to go out and strengthen. They already have one player, they're heavily linked to Lauren Shankland. They look as if they're bringing in a Danish midfielder. Whether these guys are good or not remains to be seen. But there's there's almost zero room for error for me in this January transfer window as far as the Celtic board go, the Celtic transfer team go, and even Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, and that's the thing we've been talking about the whole time, isn't it? We need to bring in a right winger who comes in and plays, a left back who comes in and plays, and a striker who's ready to play. And if Kyogo's not having a good game or gets injured, then needs to play. But the, as fans, we go, well, as footballers, and when you're talking about it, you go, oh, the players will learn from this, or the board need to learn from this, or the manager will learn mm. from this, and as fans as well, we learn from this, that like in the window there, we, we had, ah, it'll be fine, there's still plenty, there's 10 days left, there's 7 days left, there's 5 days left, there's 3 days left, oh, Jota Jakimakis, and that all came in in deadline day. Where's the free agents list yeah, on yeah. transfer market? And then <laughs> Five past midnight, where's the free agents list? <laughs> Who could we still get in? So, uh, as fans, we learn from this, and like, 
because there's been such a build up to this window, like stumble along to January, get there, and now we're looking at it and going, right, but we had all this time to have the targets there. So if that was your number one target and you can't get him, you go to number two, it doesn't really have the feel like that's what's happening right it's now. It's very it? confusing, isn't it? It's very difficult to work out why transfers seem to go really smoothly for some clubs and for Celtic. They, they don't seem to go smoothly at all and particularly the last couple of windows, the hit rate hasn't been great and things seem to be taking a wee bit too long and other managers complained about how long it takes. Brendan Rodgers himself has complained about the lack of quality in the yeah. squad from January. So it, it's a crucial time for Celtic. It's a crucial time and I think you're sort of gambling with the league if you don't get these players in but, pr but progress has been made Stephen we brought in Nicolas Gerrit Kuhn from Rapid Vienna for about 3 million euros he's an intriguing player because he's had quite an interesting history he's been at some top clubs but yeah, he's, this yeah. is him sort of breaking through now at Rapid and Celtic have come in I saw online Rapid fans were sort of complaining about Right, but how can we possibly progress if we're selling our best player so they obviously rate the guy yeah. in terms of what might take transfers so long that apparently Celtic were looking at him weeks ago, but Rapid wanted to make sure that they had their replacement in place before they let him out the door. Which Imagine is it. <laughs> yeah, which is absolutely, which is understandable. What do you make of this? I'm fairly intrigued so far. It seems like a good profile of player. I don't think there's anything to really be read into <clears throat> in that he's been at bigger clubs and not played because I've seen things like that before. If he's he's been at Bayern Munich. And who was the other one? Well, Ajax. Ajax, yeah, of course. So he's he's had a little bit of experience um, in the various levels at these clubs. But we have signed players like that before. So Frimpong was brilliant from Man City's academy. He'd never get, if he was still at Man City at 24, he wouldn't be anywhere near their first team and he'd still be bumming around and he'd still be in a position like kind of like Kuna's. He's mm. arrived at 24. But on the flip side of that, we've also had guys like Tyler Blackett and yeah. Mark Crossas and all that who have come from the you know kind of various levels at massive clubs and never really proved anything. So I'm not reading too much into that and more focusing on the type of profile of player he is. And he seems like he's he, he's the kind of thing that Celtic have been missing mm. again before he's even kicked a ball. But he, he seems he himself described himself as creative. And yeah. I think he's supposed to be quite fast. Not the greatest of shooters, but mm. welcome to Celtic. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to Celtic wingers. Um, so I'm I'm intrigued by it. I think it's a good start to the, the transfer business. I, I don't go along at all with the idea that he's some sort of like project or something. Again, he's far too old to be considered that. He's 24 years old. He, if if he doesn't play, if he comes in and doesn't play because he's, he's seen as some sort of long-term prospect, mm. then heads should roll, well, quite uh, frankly. I mean, that is, that is it. Like, yeah. that is completely it. Like, Whatever you want to call this, players for later, players for now, projects, club signings, manager signings, whatever you want to divide these sort of signings into the two camps you want to put them in. For the money we've paid for the guy and the need and the position that is pretty much vacant, it's a position that Brendan Rodgers has identified as he needs players in. There's no doubt the guy needs to come in and contribute. And he has had a peculiar career, Melly. I mean, I'm going to look at it. Came through at Leipzig, went to Ajax, went to Bayern Munich, Rapid Vienna, clubs before have seen something in this guy. I think if roughly he's, well, apart from James Forrest, he'll be second, Celtic's second oldest winger. So he's in there with Palmer, yeah. so 24, Maeda maybe a wee bit older than that, yeah. So you're looking at it, you're not going to come in and wait two years to mm. start playing, and like, I don't buy any of this project stuff. Celtic, Celtic don't really have the facilities to bring in players that they're not going to bring in. Celtic have identified a position, he's come in, he's in that position and he's the sort of profile we're looking for, somebody creative that 
we've been lacking since Jota left. We've got guys who can score goals in Palma and Abada, but we don't have those guys that can create the chances for him. So it looks like he's going to slot in right wing, Palma on the left wing and Kyogo up front. And he's kind of got to because whoever it is, whether this is Brendan Rodgers signing, whether it's the recruitment team, it's a Celtic signing. Mm. And we need to start signing good players that play football because Lord knows we've got a load of them that don't play football or come on, do the odd thing here and there. We need to bring in players that come in and play football and make a difference to this first team. We're crying out for it. Full Scouting Podcast on patreon.com slash 20 minute Tims. Melee sat down with Alex, Euro expert on Twitter to run rule over Nicholas Kuhn and we'll find out all about him, all his background, the style of play he is. One thing that I did pick up from that though, Stephen, and by the way, apologies, uh, DIY is happening next door to 20 minute Tims Towers, so you may, <laughs> you may pick up some of that. We're trying our best to edit it out, but we can't catch it all evidently. <laughs> um, one thing I picked up from Alex's scouting report is something that Melee touched on, Stephen, the creativity. And I think that's one thing I'm most looking forward to because... It seems with Palma and a similarly creative player on the other side, it might just be the key to unlocking this wee issue we've had with Kyogo. Not yeah. being able to create enough for him, struggling to find him with his runs. Another creative player out that side, It's it, it could just be the key that we need. Yeah, I, I suppose like, it might be asking too much, but ideally from a winger, you would like both. You'd like <laughs> yeah. someone who is creative and carries a goal threat because how it doesn't really work like that. You wouldn't have like... Like Kuhn shapes up to take a shot, levels it way over the bar and goes like, sorry, Palmer's on the shots. I'm the creative one. <laughs> yeah. I don't really do this kind of thing. And likewise, the other way around. So ideally, you would like someone to, to not not necessarily be absolutely perfect at both, but have an element of both about their game. It'd be very, very disappointing if he comes in and he's very creative, but he shoots like latter-day Ryan Christie. Yeah. yeah so I, I hope that it's been slightly exaggerated that he's not the best in front of goal. We'll, I suppose we'll, we'll only find out when he starts playing. We, I can't, we can't fully judge it on that, but it's, it's an intriguing signing so far. I suppose it adds to the slightly underwhelming nature of the window as well in that he's a guy who's been signed in a position that we've got loads of players yeah. in. It, it, it's becoming cluttered around there. You never really know who's going to play here and there. It's completely necessary. We need a good one. To play yeah, it's, so it's... Is equal parts an excessive number of, winger, number of wingers, but also we desperately needed another one to come in. Would you say we've now got a million wingers? Yeah, yeah, we've <laughs> almost got a million wingers. Brendan Rodgers is about to crack up here. That's another positive, isn't it? Because that tells me that you know there's no conversations within the club where Brendan goes, "I need a winger." There's no, there's no pushback going. No, you've got a bad one. You've got Forrest. You've got Mikey Johnson. Yeah. You've got Van. Nah, we need a winger. Go out and buy this guy. Yeah. So we've been out and we've we've paid the money for him. Still a relatively young player, depending on what you look at at 24. In terms to. of experience, he probably is. Yeah. 24 is certainly not young for a footballer. Well, that's where I was going. Not young yeah. in age, but in terms of breaking through, it's only been the last couple of years. It's not the years, honey, it's the mileage. Yes. <laughs> Diana Jones once said, yeah. So I, I'd, I'd agree with that. We've had a few players in like that before who suddenly get to a certain part of their career and they've not played a huge amount mm. of first-team football because they have been around clubs like that. Boyata was one... Uh, Tom Rogic a little bit Tati of course yeah so we do we do have a, a, a track record with guys like that who just needed kind of just needed a home really yeah. a guy who a, a place where they could just develop and play their football just looking at his profile he does look as if a guy who's sort of been on the cusp of breaking through to yeah. a really good level before and just for whatever reason it's not worked out and you're hoping that Celtic under Brendan Rodgers with good players around them can give them that 
can give him that platform. So I'm I'm quite in, I'm I'm intrigued about the signing. I'm glad like for me for one of the three positions I'm quite happy to tick that off. Yeah, you know, yeah, if there's a whiteboard yeah. there that says left back striker <laughs> yeah. and winger, I'm quite happy to tick off the yeah. winger. We've got one of those guys in. In the market for investment worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I think another element of the transfer window is getting players out. Oh, yeah. but, but crucially, crucially, more importantly, not letting key players go. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. We, we can't have any desires to win this league and also sell Matt O'Reilly. <laughs> when I saw he was linked to no Money Girona in yeah. La Liga, I just thought to myself, don't look, nah, let, not even, don't even answer the phone. Uh, uh, unplug the fax machine, yeah. let your phone battery die, kid on, you've missed every call. I've got too many texts in my phone right yeah, now. Yeah. Saying, COVID inquiry <laughs> stuff, just delete the lot. You've not seen a single thing and then re return to it again in the summer because yeah. you, uh, Carter Vickers as well, so he was kind of linked midweek. Now Matt Riley just signed a new contract. Carter Vickers has got one on the table apparently. But you can't, you just can't entertain that at all. No, let's see, see if, if Celtic were to entertain any idea of selling Matt O'Reilly in this window, I would want them investigated for the, <laughs> the management of this company. You know, now it's been it's been in the news a lot, like um, financial mismanagement and financial fair play. So mm. Everton have been in the news, Nottingham Forest a little bit. I think Newcastle are, are kind of on the cusp of it. Man United aren't really able to sign any players because of financial fair play and all that. Do you think it's possible for Celtic to be investigated and punished for the opposite? Not making so, too much yeah, money. No, I, so from, you've not spent anything here. this is highly irregular it's yeah. like that was that movie The Producers where they, they invest all this money in a, cl in a club just to make it <laughs> yeah. fail it's like yeah. start selling our we're best get, players don't buy any we get docked 10 points for not spending enough money <laughs> like, Mr Law we'll have a look through your books here 
You say you're running a football club here? This is <laughs> yeah. something very suspicious about the amount of money coming through here. Every other club's doing everything they can to be able to spend money. And we're just like, nah, it's, it's all right, we'll just leave it. But Matt O'Reilly simply can't be entertained. But mm. again, it's that hypocrite warning, isn't it? We cannot sell our best player yet. We are going, we need to go and buy that player. Yeah, I don't care if we take minnows, him yeah. <laughs> From minnows, from clubs that don't matter. That's the, that's the difference. <laughs> but we, we're, we're somewhere on that scale as well. But, <laughs> oh, but did you see the video of um, Kuhn joining and uh, he's getting the tour around Celtic Park? You know, did you see, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, when he's, yeah, he's yeah. getting led out into the stadium. It's just like, I'll just let you take it all in. <laughs> and then he goes, this is where Celtic won the European Cup. You like that, don't you? Know? And I was like, this is a wee bit patronising. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave the guy just filming his reaction. It's like a, a bit... one of those videos of the like four-year-olds getting taken to their first game and they come up <laughs> the stairs and they're all bright-eyed. <laughs> it was like someone feeding you something and they're just like waiting for your reaction to see how much you enjoyed it. I don't know why I brought that up. <laughs> oh yeah, it was a patronising nature of how we want to take these guys uh, from small yeah. clubs and show them all our shiny toys. Uh, it's always the case. We, we want absolute top dollar for yep. our players as well, mm. but we want absolute minnows to sell players to us for buttons is like we, Aberdeen see if we wanted the, if, if we wanted Miofsky for example we would want Aberdeen to sell him for 500 grand so we can punt them for 20 in the next couple of years <laughs> the thing is though Matt O'Reilly has just more or less signed a new contract with Celtic he's very 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 happy here I, I think it would take an enormous sum of money an enormous change of heart for Matt O'Reilly to turn around and say okay I, I want to entertain this bid yeah I, I think we're all realistic about it we want to go someday but the idea of it, it would be Halfway through a season is completely absurd to me. In a very serious note, there's a rapid Vienna podcast having the same conversation <laughs> about uh, oh, the yeah, On a, a very serious note, aside from all the all the jokes we're making about the, the absurdity of selling a guy like that halfway through a season, if we sell either Matt O'Reilly or Cameron Carter Vickers, who has been linked with a couple of moves down south as well, sell either one of those, let alone both, you're you're playing with the league at that yeah, point. You're, you're in serious with anyway, the yeah, uh, yeah, well, that's true, but you're in serious danger of seriously impacting your, your league chances if you sell one of your best players halfway through a season. Bear in mind, we've turned the ship around largely with the four straight wins. It's now five, or five. a streak of five after the Bucky Thistle, but leading into the break what against Rangers was great. Started to turn that ship around, but the first half of the season was a little bit a little bit lukewarm. To take Matt O'Reilly out of that is completely unthinkable. I couldn't imagine entertaining any sort of bids whatsoever I don't care about the money as we've already just well, joked about that I have it. no interest in, in further uh, furnishing the Celtic coffers with tens of millions of pounds it's of no interest to me whatsoever when it comes to selling our best players at this position of the season no chance what I'm looking at here is take Matt O'Reilly out of that team look how many goals he has got a hand in oh, now. he's yeah. at the centre of everything Celtic do even against Bucky Fissel he was man of the match absolutely brilliant so take him out of the team I don't think Celtic, they don't win the league for me. Yeah. They don't. And I don't think Celtic will be daft enough to sell them. And I'm, I'm not really entertaining this, oh, I think Bernardo's a replacement for him. But Bernardo's playing beside him. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> who replaces Bernardo? So uh, I think Celtic need to keep O'Reilly. They need to keep Carter Vickers. But look, see teams want to come for our players. We've got 10 dozens of them yeah. you can yeah. pick from. No, the good ones, but take any any amount of bad ones because that squad is littered with players that honestly like after the, the Bucky Fissel game I said to Stephen see if he didn't feature in that game leave because mm, yeah. what's the point what's the point the manager didn't think you were up to it to play in that game so why, why be here because you're not going to play football I was interested in a couple of loans that happened now 
You might think I'm mad here, but <laughs> see when I saw Quan go on loan to St Mirren, I thought there might actually be, maybe he isn't as terrible as I previously thought he was. And here's my logic. Let me see if you can follow it. Right, I know it's difficult on this podcast <laughs> sometimes, right? But here's my logic, right? St Mirren don't need to take on someone who's absolutely awful. I'm talking about a Celtic B-team level midfielder. St Mirren don't need to take one of those on. If they do, there's plenty of them available that aren't Quan, which would you would think would be an easier player to integrate into your squad. There's no adjustment period. You're not messing things about too much. You just take on someone else or someone else from the league or from Celtic's B-team. And then he... And then he plays for St Mirren and he actually does quite well. And, yeah. I, and I was thinking to myself, maybe he isn't just like the the worst of the worst. Come on, maybe there's just something else that's that's holding him back from actually competing at Celtic. One, the amount of sheer number of bodies that are in his position <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah. the amount of players that we've got there. And maybe he's just not quite at Celtic's level yet. So I'm interested to see how he gets on at St Mirren. But that was an intriguing loan for me because if he's as bad as we all think he is, i.e. Celtic... B-team player, never going to play for Celtic, absolutely terrible. There's no reason for St Mirren to take the guy on loan. No, there's not, but there's there's also, if you look at it, maybe St Mirren have got a good contact with Celtic and go, we need a midfielder, and Celtic can go, hey, we have got plenty for yeah. you to choose from here. But look, if Quan goes out, I don't know. I know it's not as simple as that, and I know it's not football manager, but look, we know teams aren't going to be able to play these guys full wages, mm. but... Is not the the test for these guys doing it in the Scottish Premier League? Is that not mm. how they sh- we should know? Look, if they're not playing for Celtic, why don't we get them out to a team and see if they can do it for six months? It's worked for a couple of players in the the past before, but Celtic should be doing this. Like, if anything, these guys go out and they do well. It gives us other teams a better chance of being better in the league to help us as well. Loan these guys out, get them tested at the level we're at and see if they don't make it. We know they're not mm. going to make it at Celtic. They're sitting and not playing for Celtic. Does nobody any good. Quan's went out there and he's not been brought in there just to make up numbers. He's went in and went straight yeah. in the team. I don't know how well he done. It sounds like he done okay, but I'm not quite sure on that. But I will be keeping an interest in it. But even still, even if Quan does go there and do well, Callum McGregor's only 30 years old. Are we going to loan this guy out for three, four, five years until Callum McGregor's finished? Mm, Why are we great. stockpiling these players? There's home at the weekend, played in the number six position. How many players have we got in that position? Matt it's really ridiculous. can play as well. Nah, he played at the end of the game. Else, yeah. I, I don't think Quan, in fairness, I don't think Quan was ever going to be as bad as, as was made out. Mm. I think, unfortunately, he just came to symbolise the disaster that was that transfer. When the, See, he, 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 more than anyone, sort of summed up how bad that was. The, the performance in that Bilbao game is genuinely <laughs> yeah, as bad yeah. as I've ever mm. seen for a, a player in a friendly. But... It, it was shocking, but that that's really all we're going off of. Um, and the, the reason that he came to symbolise more than anyone else the abject failure of that transfer window is because he's the only one who hasn't played. So he's the furthest away from the first yeah. game. Even Tilio has had the odd run out here and there. Everyone else has played somewhat. The, even Phillips played. Even all these guys have played. Stop reminding us. Yeah, go on. It's good, this isn't it? Even I'm just <laughs> just listing bad footballers that have played for Celtic. But um, this season. <laughs> so, but so Quan just came to came to be the meme of that mm. transfer. It's not his fault. I, I don't think he was ever as bad as as that was made out. It was just the it was just the whipping boy for that that transfer. No, no, whipping boy is far too strong. The poster no, boy. Yeah. Yes. Correct. But the poster boy for that bad bad transfer window that happened. So. Uh, uh, good luck to him. I, I hope uh, echo Melly's sentiments on that. I, th- I hope these guys go out and do something that either 
makes him a consideration coming back to Celtic or that gets him a move somewhere else. It you has expect got... to see things heating up towards the end of the window as, yeah, as far I've as out, outgoings go. I have got to. I'm, I'm quite disappointed in that so far because it's just the same old story there as well. I think Idiguchi's the only permanent outgoing. Mm. So Idiguchi's gone, Kwon is on loan, Adam Montgomery's on loan, a couple of younger boys are out on mm. loan. So the material impact to the first team squad is zero so yeah, far. Yeah. Like th there's no difference to and the it's squad. it's something Brendan's commented on. He says he yeah. wants to get players out as well. Yeah, so none of those players have bothered a first team squad. Apart from Kwon sitting in the odd bench here and there, none of them have been near a first team, a first 11 for ages. So the impact on the first 11 or the surrounding core squad is zero. Mm. So we need to get more players out just for the health of the squad, really. I know that having these guys around doesn't really impact the the standard of play, but just for a a, a healthy in playing and training environment, Brendan Rodgers wants a certain makeup of squad and he said it so many times. He wants a smaller squad, 24, 25 players maximum. We've got 10, 11 players over that and <laughs> in excess of that mm. and they're all still here three weeks into the transfer window. So ideally, I would like to start getting positive moves outgoings for players that might not be worth a lot and again I'm not really bothered about the money but David Turnbull's got to go Mikey yeah. Johnston's got to go yeah. all the, uh, as much Honest. as Mikey Johnston's been alright recently he's actually done right. he nutmegged a Bucky Thistle player <laughs> <laughs> it's all it takes no one goes home empty handed yeah. <laughs> Mikey Johnston has nutmegged a Bucky Thistle player but I don't but you think see, it changes I mean, anything it doesn't because yeah. we've signed someone that plays in his position it, exactly so but we're we're moving on and the idea is towards the end of this window we're going to bring in hopefully two or three more genuine bits of quality so all these guys are falling further and further down what, what we're in the extraordinary position of doing is we are forcing down players down the pecking order who have only been here six months <laughs> so we've got new signings who have been forced down the pecking order who haven't who haven't really figured all that much so I, I would expect more to go out but hopefully it's not on a load of absolutely pointless loans because that really annoys me for some mm. reason I don't know why we, we signed these players and we had the discussion recently about the, giving them far too long a contract no one really knows that at the time it's the gamble you, you take isn't it nobody knows that Kobayashi is going to be a completely a complete dud forgot all about forgot all yep, about so here's another one so Kobayashi is on a five year contract and is still floating about he is by the looks of it just going to go on three loans until we forgot, forget all of them mm. and then we pay up his contract and he goes. So I want Celtic to do a wee bit more proactive about that, even if it does mean taking a short-term hit on the transfer values of these players. They've got we to really go. do need to be more dynamic in the transfer window. And it's I think the only thing is, we're not sitting here having a grump and a moan, but there's been no, there's been an admission that the, the squad lacks Right, so Brendan Rodgers said the squad lacks quality. There's been an admission from the manager that he has too many players and we're not seeing an awful lot of action on that front as yet. And there's not been an admission that maybe they got things wrong in the window, but I don't think the manager's totally blameless because he did see he gets final sign-off on all the players. That yeah. doesn't mean he absolutely wants them, you know. That that can mean a million things. Do you want Lewis Palmer or do you want nobody? Well, I'll take Lewis Palmer <laughs> then. So over there you go, so you've got... You've all got the options again. Yeah, so you've got final sign-off on them. But having a look through all the players that we signed in the summer, there's... They all do follow a certain pattern. They're all similar ages. They all played in similar sort of levels of league. We all paid kind of similar money for them, similar international recognition. But crucially, a lot of them have got, they've all got one flaw. So they've all got that thing that sort of means they've ended up at Celtic. So Lagabielka, really, really slow. Home, really, really slight. Give me another one. It's difficult to say because lots of them haven't even played. Tellio, 
professionalism and effort and Yang, good level dribbler but a headless chicken. Yeah, yeah, Yang, good dribbler but headless chicken. I don't know if that comes up in a scouting report <laughs> or not. You forgot to untick <clears throat> the headless chicken box <laughs> again. But so they've, they've all got like one crucial flaw that seems to be the reason the manager can't trust or can't play on them. So I, I just need to see a player come in where I go, I've got absolutely no doubt about this guy. And even with Nicholas Kuhn coming in, I'm like, right, okay, I can see it. I've watched the videos, listened to the, listened to the scouting podcast that you did with Alex. But then again, I'm like, right. You're just, giving him the side eye. I'm giving him what's this. What's your thing? Uh, what's your problem? Uh, what's, your, what's, your, what's your thing? Why did it not work out at Ajax? Why did it not work out at Leipzig or Salzburg, whatever one it was? Why did it not work out at Bayern? So I've, I've sort of side-eyeing him to see what, what his fatal flaw is. The, the, the fatal flaw thing is true, isn't it? Because it's the, a flaw makes it seem like it's minor, but it seems to be with these guys, that's the reason nobody else went for them. Yet we think, ah, we can maybe teach that. No, you can't. No, yeah. you can't. Like, you can't teach pace in that. that we've signed slow defenders. Uh, we're playing in the Champions League, lads. If you're slow, you get found out straight away. But I think with, I think with Kuhn, it's a bit unfair that we're side-eyeing him because he's just a sort of symptom of... The, the summer is nothing it? wrong with it. It might just be that he sells dugs or something like that. He didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> sells XL bullies. <laughs> <laughs> What's his thing? Uh, that's why he didn't make it. Uh, yes. <laughs> if uh, if Kuhn was brought in under Ange, you'd go, all right, like fast guy, this is it. But because of the way it's happened in the summer, we've we've just we've got doubts over everything. Mm. Why Celtic are getting to these players? How far down the list are they? Why did it take so long? And I think it's it's poor. We just wanted to feel like Celtic had learned from their mistakes but I just don't get that impression yeah. because it's not been right let's sort this straight away there's there's no excuses now I don't care if the Bucky Fissile game's three weeks into the window then we've got a week's break till Ross County every manager says they want players in as early as possible so are, are we just three men on a podcast saying Celtic prove us wrong yeah, <laughs> help yeah. us out show, shows it's not going to go the same well, way as it did before this shouldn't be taken as as just grumbling and mumping and moaning about the lack of transit as a club as an ambitious football club you need to be pushing all the time what is the the one thing that everyone accuses the board of is being happy to just be one point ahead yeah. of Rangers so you can't have it both ways you can't say that the, oh, the board are only interested in being better than Rangers meanwhile oh, we've beaten Rangers a few weeks ago so it doesn't matter we'll be, we'll be absolutely I, fine I think the key difference is this time as well the manager's been very very vocal ah, about yeah, what yeah. he wants mm -hmm. you know it's not like oh we'll, we'll, you know I'm happy with the squad he could have at any time says I'm happy with the squad I'll see you know if we get one or two in if the opportunity present ourselves that can enhance the squad obviously we'll take a look at it but I'm pretty comfortable no he's come out and said this is what I want yeah. and it's the same as the outgoings my squad's too big so it's all pretty clear and we're looking for as fans, we're looking for progress in that direction, in the in the direction that the manager's publicly stated. It's it's really obvious. And he's pouring cold water on any ideas of like a new signing as well. So, yeah. for example, Rocco Vata comes in out of the wilderness and scores against Bucky Thistle. Looks good. Looks looks athletic. Looks the type of player that that Celtic should be investing time and money into. Where he goes, I don't know. I mean, it might be he scored a goal and then leaves the same month. Who cares? Waste mm. of time. Or he scores that goal and signs a new contract. It remains to be seen. But it was put to him after the, the game about how well, he's the type of player that you would surely want to keep around. And he, he was basically just saying, look, he needs a lot of work. So he's not even allowing for any of that. Oh, do we need a striker? Yeah. Do we need yeah. more attacking players? Because we'll get Rocco Vata coming through here. He just shot that down straight away. So encouraging to see I, that I'm as interested well. to see. And there's a few wee things that have sort of made me feel a wee bit negative. The Owen Beck thing is a complete mystery to me. I was... Yeah. We were talking before we sat down to record. I've never seen the likes of it where someone's talking to the press. Someone's, because, you know, we all have our opinions about the press and, you know, it's their own fault because they do write something or rubbish sometimes. <laughs> but 
you know, you don't get somebody going, Celtic want this player on loan. Two hours later, Celtic are going to buy this player. Two hours after that, he's, he's playing for his club and he, the deal's done. So I'm curious as to see what happened there. I know we were after Chris Garden. His club says that we're not interested in selling him in January. He's our best player. We're not interested in doing that. So you think to say, well, that was one we were kind of missing out on in summer. So we'll fail to get that deal done. So there is a there is a nervousness on my part. I'm not so concerned about without goings as you are. No, Brendan wants it. Yeah. It's a bonus for me. I'm just really concerned about about the incomings because I think, like Melly says, you're gambling on the league if, if you don't get them in. Yeah, there's no, there's nobody Celtic are now missing that. Oh, he comes back and makes a difference. Is it? We've got a bad in. Is he going to be playing? Probably not. If Cuden's been bought in, he's going to play ahead of him. Hattati's the one, isn't he? But Bernardo, O'Reilly, McGregor are all playing well. We don't really. Know. McGregor was just given an extended rest period, so it's no the. The positions, the the positions we need to sort left back, goalkeeper, striker. We're not thinking O oh, is going to come back and he's going to be the answer to all the problems, is he? So Celtic squad as it is the now still needs quality, and I think the the Bucky Thistle game again didn't he? It still highlighted the same things. Like Greg Taylor's been decent recently, but a stronger, more powerful runner demands the ball more than that mm. for me, and it makes things more things happen. The amount of times Abada was caught offside and the amount of balls he could have put across better. Like, it's Bucky Fissel and we've got certain players who I'm not expecting just to come back after three weeks and stand out and look absolutely brilliant. But I'm expecting you to look better than the guys you're up against and I'm expecting you to just look a class above. We didn't really do that in a lot of positions. So I think Celtic's issues are still there. One of them's been addressed, whether he's good or not doesn't really matter because he's been brought in we've paid decent money for him he's of the profile and calibre that Celtic should be going for where's the rest of it? Yeah I did I heard your comments on the Bucky Thistle thing you were quite scathing about home and I think uh, to be honest I, the, the the Discord were a bit they, they didn't agree but I think I think you're right I think it's particularly with home who's not had a lot of game time who's in a crowded position and a bad or less so because Abada's really not got anything to prove it, no. uh, he's done a lot for Celtic scored a lot of important goals We've all got our opinions on whether or not he's how good a player Abada is in the grand scheme of things, but I don't think the pressures on Abada aren't the same as the pressures on home. When you're when you're Tiago home, you need to come out in a game like that and go, right, it's my chance to impress. If you're no, you're no going to get a better chance to impress the manager, impress the Celtic fans than, than a game like that. No, and he, like, he's playing the number six position again. Another guy in yeah. that <laughs> position. So that if that's his best position... He's not going to play. He's not going to play because Callum McGregor's going to come in. But when he does play like he did at the weekend, I just felt, right, right, okay, mate, here's your chance. Again, you've come in, you've played sort of the number eight positions. He's been subbed every game he's played in early on. Sometimes at half time. Aye. Isn't and with that game, I just felt, right, I'm, I'm, me and other people just falling in love with this idea of this guy. Because mm. apart from a flick against St Mirren, his goal was decent, but during the game from what I want to see from a number six he should have the most touches on the ball Callum McGregor when he's in that position gets the ball off his centre half and he's constantly on the ball then you see that from him those slack passes he get caught in the middle of the pitch on the ball and even his his distribution wasn't great for me so I'm just looking for him to say ah this is this is what we'll get from mm. him I didn't see it and if you can't do it against Bucky Fissel the level's going to yeah, go yeah. up a bit look I still think it, there's, there's plenty of time for the guy but when are we going to see it? One flick against the Mirren is there enough? When I see uh, Tiago home, the the thing that comes to mind is power, and yeah, it's one yeah. thing that Brendan Rodgers asked for. And he doesn't really scream power to me, but I mean, nor does Nicholas Goon. To be perfectly honest, we when in my mind when Brendan Rodgers talking about power and quality, I think he's talking about you know 
six foot odd, strong, pacey runner, you know, that sort of thing like, that can sort of r not run over, I'm not looking for a quarterback no, or someone that just runs over the top of opponents, but I'm looking for somebody that's got a bit of physicality about them. NFL fans out there absolutely cracking up at that. I know what a quarterback <laughs> does. He sits at the back and throws the ball, okay? <laughs> but, runs. Right, runs right, name, name another American football position. Oh, Huh. Wide receivers? Nah, don't start. That's not a thing, <laughs> right? Okay. But, you, but uh, that's when I think of home, I'm thinking, I've signed a five foot seven, nine stone footballer <laughs> here. That, that's, that was another thing in the summer. Like, everyone we signed is like nine stone and under yeah. six foot. I'm like, but can I get enough of it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just collecting them again and not one of them comes up to the, the standard or the, the at least the on-paper profile of yeah. what Brendan Rodgers was talking about. So I, I don't know about Kuhn. I think... From from what I can gather, he's 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 fast, but whether that equates to, it's it's quite hard to articulate, isn't it? Because we associate with powerful running is slightly yeah. different, I, isn't it? I don't so much mind it for his wingers because that's the type of player they are. But I think it's that powerful running, even that bit of pace, like it can make such a difference. We've seen towards the the end of the before the break there that. Celtic players making runs was making such a difference so if we can just add a wee bit into that that bit of creativity out in the right maybe that powerful running down mm. the left that Brendan Rodgers wants it will make such a difference and maybe that alternative to Kyogo if he's maybe not if we need something different we just we just need to get there because look the Bucky Thistle game was basically an exhibition game wasn't it? but if that was a game in a couple of weeks we've got Aberdeen and Hibs away and yeah for the four days, the space of four days with each other. If one player like Kyogo gets injured for that, what does Celtic do? Is Rocco Vata going to be the answer? Is is that good enough for Celtic? No, it's not. I think for, for many reasons, for many obvious reasons, the Bucky Thistle game is never going to be a classic, was it? No. Because the conditions were absolutely wild, absolutely horrendous throughout the, the whole city. But particularly there was moments during the game where it got to that point where you could see the rain just swirling in a circle <laughs> in, the, in the bowl of the stadium under the under the lights. Not it was absolutely horrible. And I heard that the the Bucky Thistle manager say that they basically just worked on a system for that one off game. And I, I kind of thought to myself, like, why would you do that? Is is turning up with a back five at Celtic Park going to really benefit you in any way, shape, or form? You might be able to kind of keep well, it you down don't a know, bit because it could have been fifteen. Uh, it could have been. It could have been <laughs> I had not been for that back yeah, five. I just, I just thought to myself, look, it's, it's a one-off. There's absolutely no pressure on them whatsoever. Just go and try and kind of leave a, a bit of a black eye on Celtic. And they did have that one chance, but it was never going to be a classic. And Celtic, I, I wasn't really bothered about it because it really was just a case of trying to get through it with as little drama as possible, as few mm. injuries, just get the, the game won. And Callum McGregor rested. Uh, Callum McGregor. Uh, was, uh, when was the last time we had both Callum McGregor and, well, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Callum McGregor and James Forrest not in a Celtic squad <laughs> going back decades <laughs> it feels like but I, it was just a case of, of getting the, the game won and I think as I say we'd, I'd pro I think we'd be feeling very very differently just now if we'd had a tough game to come back to yeah. in, in the cup even maybe like a championship team we yeah. would have felt very differently about it so it was a good game to get but business has got to start now we've got a well, full week of it there's no excuses basically well, a full it. week that I think the the, the window will, I think we've got about eight days or something, so there's just that one game in, on the horizon. You just need to start getting The Bucky done. Thistle manager is not under pressure, but the Celtic board and the Celtic recruitment team oh, and yeah. the Celtic manager are under pressure because of the that it's, that's it. The holiday's are over. Yeah, Christ, yeah, Christmas yeah. is gone. The tree's packed away. Business as usual. We're in, Switched it out of office off. Yeah, <laughs> this is the business end of the season and it's... 
there's, there's lots and lots we've still got the double to play for there's cup games there's league games and yeah without a doubt we need to get strength and Melly I'm going to give you the final word this week thank you right okay and on that (laughs) we shall wrap up thank you so much for watching thanks for supporting us on patreon.com slash 20 minute tims and we'll see you next week hey it's Danny Pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out Quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.